Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting next to Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Happy Saturday. How are you doing? I got the book in front of me, Keep What's Yours, How to Leverage the New Tax Law to Create Unfair Advantage Over Your Competition. That was written by you, Jeff Zufall. Yes. And we decided to finally do a show entitled Keep What's Yours. Yours, that's right. <laughs> takes tips from the book and tips from, you know, and Tips that pertain to my life, to your life, to maybe theirs but not yours, but maybe the other tips pertain to you and not them. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's it's just new ideas coming across the radio for you to listen to and say, you know what, I could probably use uh, you know a, a Roth conversion, which exactly. is what we're going to talk about today, or I could probably use an FSA or a health savings account. Exactly. Uh, how do I get one of those? Well, you call Jeff Zufall, 636-394-5524. 636-394-5524. I would say call after the show, uh, but you can call now and just leave a message. Leave a message, yeah. And Jeff will get back to you. The The most important part is uh, as senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group, we need help when it comes to our taxes. We need help when it comes to, well, okay, I got my tax situation figured out. You and I. Yes. I'm talking to you now. <laughs> yes, we do. As me, as a person, Josh Gilbert, I got my tax situation figured out with Jeff. Now I need to look 5, 10, 15 years down the road and figure out what's the best plan for my wife and myself when it comes to one child or maybe two. Two, that's right. Who knows? Their future, saving Mm -hmm. for college, and and there are places to put uh, the money in. And I heard, you know, throughout the week people are talking about, uh, you know, these insane uh, student debt that's yeah. out there and crazy college tuition you know the, the is, debt is so high because the tuition exactly is exactly. so high and, I and guess, it out, outpaces inflation by like two to one two to one yeah. if not you know more yeah but you know i'm talking to my parents and my dad said that you know he got a degree for like you know three grand yeah from umsel <laughs> in, in 1971 yeah. and it's like oh wow that was that was a semester exactly for me yep was was three grand and then nowadays semesters are 10 probably not even that that's a week <laughs> i know but that was 20 years ago down at the university of missouri so it's just insane and i guess the amount of of free money in student loans that are being handed out the colleges are saying yeah. All right. Well, if well, you got we'll, if you if you can pay for it, that's right. We'll raise the price, and we'll you just keep price. writing checks. And now the University of Missouri, Columbia, in Mizzou. Uh, I love my M I Z. They got a lazy river now. Yeah. For some well, reason, you need that. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. educational. Right. I'm well, not too drowned. <laughs> well, if if they made my textbooks uh, laminated, I could yeah, maybe exactly read, read while you're while strolling, <laughs> floating down the lazy river. Is that necessary? I don't know. But the question is, be fun. Though. Um, you know, student debt and paying for college. I am starting a college fund for my son. You have to. You have to. You have to because otherwise, I mean, again, if you take the projections that we look at today 
for our three and four and five year olds and project them off. I even did it for my own grandkids, mm-hmm. and it was stunning on Mizzou. Um, if you put an Ivy League school in there, it's nuts. Forget I about mean, it. It's it's way out there. It's impossible. But the question is, if I save money for college and I do a Missouri Most that kicks back 5%, exactly. which I love. Exactly. Um, if my son decides he wants to go to the military and utilize the GI Bill, let the government pay for his college when he gets out. Say, thank you very much, but the money's yours. You could pass it to, you know, if you guys have another child, you could pass it to that child. You could pass it to a family member. Um, you could take it out. You're going to pay some tax and a little bit of penalties, but so be it. But that's that's the thing. It's like I, I saved it tax-free mm-hmm. or tax-deferred or whatever. The the state allows me to do that. Exactly. Uh, beneficial because they want us to have some money for when our kids want to go to college, but also trade school. Yeah, all of them. That it, money can be used for trade school. Yeah. Used to be accredited schools, um, which were colleges only technically. Today, it's pretty much wide open to anything. JUCO. Uh, um, elementary you know, school. Yeah. Uh, private elementary school, private high school, ten grand a year could be taken out. And you can use out. it for for grade school and high school too. Yes, yeah. So uh, it's a it's a tax benefit account that we can put the money in, and we're if we're going to spend it anyway, might as well might do as well. it <laughs> tax free. Exactly. Right? Again, look at it this way: what if what if your child is going to go to private high school? I mean, some of the private high schools in St. Louis, you know. college tuition. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you say, how do I do that? Put the money in there under the concept that you're going to take it back out to pay it, but you get the 5% deduction for the state tax mm-hmm. if you're a Missouri resident. Well, how about that? They See, that's mm-hmm. the thing. These are the things that we talk about on this show. Keep what's yours. We did that. Uh, Jeff set us up with, a, a, is it an FSA? Flex- yes, flexible spending account. Flexible spending <clears throat> account where we could uh, take money straight from our paycheck. We never yes. miss it. goes right into this account. Uh, tax, you know. Tax pre-tax, pre-tax, yes. <laughs> pre-tax. The, the terms are a little difficult, yeah. but the concept is easy. Exactly. Pre-tax, and we have to pay for our son's schooling anyway. Exactly. Why don't we do it with pre-tax, pre-tax money? Dollars. End of the year, we looked at it. We saved, uh, I'm sorry, not saved. We kept, kept. <laughs> $1,200. Yes. That's $1,200. That's real money. Yeah. That was kept on our paychecks. That went back into your pocket. That went not back into our pockets, government. and exactly. it's it's all legal. Exactly. And the only the only reason why uh, everyone isn't using this is because they just don't know about it. Exactly. If and, and your your HR department isn't going to go, oh hey, you need to do this or that. They're out there. They're they're available to talk. They just don't realize what each individual person may need unless mm-hmm. you reach into them and say, hey, what's out here for me? And they'll give you this laundry list of stuff. And the beauty is, Jeff, if I, I mean, I don't know. the, I mean, I'm saying tax deferred, uh, pre-taxes. I don't know the lingo. Yeah, yeah. If I got my HR department on the line and said, hey, I want to do something like this. Can I punch Jeff Zufall in? And yes. You guys can talk together. Yeah. Because you guys know the lingo. Exactly. We'll do the lingo. Basically, you just release, say, hey, I, can you talk to these people for me? We'll take off and run from there. Because typically we'll know what we're looking for, mm-hmm. what we, you know, what programs are out there, what you may have or what we think you have. And then we can kind of zero in a little bit better. For and me. then I uh, just sit back. I put you guys on speakerphone. And I sip my lemonade and, That's right. and think of all the money I get to keep. <laughs> That's tons and tons. <laughs> so if you're a parent with kids in school or who are going to school who are, who are in daycare, um, you know, that counts too. Uh, if you're a grandparent, yes. mention it to your kids. Yes, grandparents, those are cool. Like I said, for my grandkids, there's 529s out there. They don't know about them. Um, 
but we're going to sneak in maybe their junior, senior year and say, oh, yeah, by the way, here, here's a 529 that we have for you, you know, to finish off. So the you're saving, you can save for your grandkids. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so myself, my, my wife and I personally can put money into a 529 for our, our grandkids. Are you, are you going to, you're not going to tell them about it? No, I'm not telling them about it. Do, do the kids know? Do your, no, your nobody kids does. know? No, okay, but as so. long as they, if they listen to this, they will, but. Yeah, well, uh, but, you know, we just spoiled the surprise, but maybe they're out. Uh, and about not listening to the show. You know, I, my wife, she never listens to the show. She's like, I get enough of you at home. That's right. <laughs> I don't need to hear hear uh, you on the radio. On the radio all the time. So it's one of those things. Talk to your kids if you're a grandparent. Start one just like Jeff and don't exactly. tell them about don't it. Don't even tell them about Surprise! it. Surprise! That's right. You know, Junior, senior year, because um, the concept would be for the, what's called the expected family contribution, which is where they take the parents' financial data to see what aid is available to them, if any. Uh, maybe there's a bunch. You don't know. But 529s will count against it a little bit, but not that much, um, especially if it's grandparents. Nobody knows about it. Shows up junior, senior year. Say thank you. Um, your grandkids will say thank you, too. Thank you, Grandpa. <laughs> well, I guess when they're in juniors, they don't talk like that anymore. No. <laughs> Hopefully thanks, they don't. <laughs> thanks, Gramps. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to post this on Instagram now or whatever it is. Yeah, know, at that point in time, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I bring up the schooling one because that pertains to me. And like I said, sometimes yeah. things pertain to you. Use them to your advantage. advantage yes. You don't know about them yes. because the government has a terrible way of telling us, yes. uh, i.e. they don't. Well, they don't. They, they have, put it out there, but nobody's going to read all no that stuff. no mechanism <laughs> to tell us about no. these things, but they're in, you know, it's laws on the books. Uh, so, you know, I always say uh, when I file my taxes every year, somebody at the IRS rings a bell. Ding, ding, ding. We got someone <laughs> in Missouri that's actually yeah. using they're the using tax it. code. Yeah. They're yeah. keeping what's theirs. Um, but if you don't have kids or your kids are grown and, and you're out of that game, health savings accounts. Exactly. You know, uh, student loan debt, uh, tuition, everything. That's crazy. So are medical bills. Exactly. And the so, funny part is everybody thinks, oh, I've hit the holy grail of Medicare at 65. I'm good to go. You're not. You'll still have medical expenses going into retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the biggest expenses for a retiree is, is health care expenses. They're there. You just can't you can't put it into a budget like, oh, I'm going to go have this surgery when I'm 68. It doesn't work that way. It yeah. just happens. But again, if you have a, a an old HSA, which is a health savings account sitting out there, used to be back in the day you converted it to an IRA and everything was great. But the trick is you don't anymore. You just let it sit. And you will have medical expenses, even your Medicare premiums at 65. You can tap you can in. tap in, out of, pull the dollars from the HSA and use it to pay that. And this is money that we can squirrel away pre-tax. Yes, pre-tax. We don't have to pay taxes on it, and we can use it like regular dollars. Exactly. So if you use it for medical, that's one thing. But if you don't, and, and you're lucky enough to be able to pack some money into this over a period of time, you use it for future medical expenses tax-free. And it's it, maybe it's a tough concept to get. I, we've been doing the show long enough that you know I feel like an expert now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to open up a, a competing shop right next to Jeff. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you want to do people, some tax returns, don't you? Yeah, people are going to ask me questions. I'm going to, oh, hang yeah. on for a second. Yeah. Jeff, <laughs> what do I do? Um, but I feel uh, fairly comfortable with how this works. And if you're in a 20% tax bracket, you're in a 24% tax bracket, you are seeing a real-world 20% yes. savings. <clears throat> exactly. Keepings, if keepings. you will. 24% that's, that's keepings. That $1,200 yes. that, that we kept on our paychecks and in, in our pockets, um, that was based off of a, a 20 to 24% tax bracket. Exactly. That's that why the IRS <clears> – <throat> excuse me. That's why the IRS has – 
income limitations in some cases, contribution levels in some cases to keep, because otherwise if you said, hey, I could put, you know, 20% of my income up to a certain dollar amount, you jam as much as you could in there pre-tax, not pay tax on it. You will pay tax at a later date, but we'll explain that. Sure. How to that work around in a sense. But if you uh, if you're older and you have maybe chronic conditions or, you know, I pay five to ten grand every year. Exactly. In, in medical bills. Yeah. Then start putting money aside. Exactly. Pre-tax. For and that then, situation. And exactly. like I said, if you're in a 20 percent tax bracket and you've got ten grand in medical bills every year, you could be keeping two thousand dollars in your pocket. Yes. Because you're going to have to pay it anyway. Might as well pay it with the government as, as your partner. It would go in as pre-tax dollars if you if you have access to an HSA. Go in as pre-tax dollars and come out totally tax-free as long as it was used for yeah. the medical expenses. And here's the thing. If it's still a concept that you're struggling with, trust me, and we've been doing this show for almost a year now, and I'm just <laughs> getting uh, a handle on it, just say, look. I want to keep two grand. Exactly. I've got ten grand in medical bills every year. I want to keep two grand. How do I do it? Call Jeff Zufall, 636-394-5524. He'll walk you through it. He'll get the whiteboard out and say, yeah. this is the you know, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. No, that's one thing I don't have in my office. <laughs> it's a whiteboard? It's a whiteboard. Well, we'll wheel one in for you. Um, Capital Advisory Group, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor. We are going to talk Roth and uh, Roth IRAs versus the regular yes. IRAs yes. today. And we're going to spend a, a big chunk of time on that and even talk about Roth conversions. But uh, that's the gist uh, opening line. This is an opportunity for you to keep more of your money in your pocket. It's on the books. It's tax code. The IRS probably wants you to use it, but they have no mechanism to tell to us about help it. help us out, exactly. Other so, than, hey, go to the online or go read the books. It's up to <laughs> Jeff to, to get the loudspeaker out and say, listen to this. You could be keeping more money. Um, so this is the only way to find out about it. That's it. Keep what's yours. Jeff Sufall. I'm Josh Gilbert. We'll be back talking Roth conversions, Roth IRAs. How does that work right after this? Keep what's yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. on the Big 550 KTRS, back on Keep What's Yours with Jeff Sufall. Capital Advisory, grp.com, 636-394-5524. If you like what you heard last segment, if you have um, some questions about what more can my paycheck be doing for me, I call it paycheck gymnastics. That's right. Trademark. Trademark, <laughs> patent pending. How can we make my paycheck bend a little bit more without breaking? Exactly. And uh, we went and saw you and got our taxes done. And you said, whatever you can do, kick in just a little bit more. Exactly. Uh, you said even if it's 1%. Do, on a, on a, most people, we see that they, they do not increase their 401k on a, a regular basis. So the concept is if you're doing 3% today, add 1% to it. That's it. Yeah. Just add 1%. And next year, add 1% to it. And over the next few years, what you're going to see is a huge uh, pile of money sitting there for you. And it's one of these things that comes out of my account before I even see it. Exactly. It comes off my paycheck. paycheck. Out of sight, out of mind. Yes. I'm going to be kissing myself. You know, Down the road, exactly. 20 years later when I got a big nest egg and you know, maybe I do want to retire or get that boat or whatever. Um, so I increased mine 2%. Exactly. There you go. That's it. But I can do that. Because exactly. I looked at my finances and I said, I will be okay. 
but maybe some people can only do 1%. Exactly. How do I bend my paycheck without breaking it? Exactly. And, and that's Jeff, what you're looking yeah. to do. Exactly. Jeff can walk you through that process. You get paid every two weeks. So it's not like this is something that I have to wait until tax time to talk to Jeff. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if, if you got paid on Friday, which I did, um, <laughs> you've got two weeks before the next one comes exactly. out. Talk to Jeff. Do it to it. He can help you out. 636-394-5524. That's the phone number. Call now. I was going to mention this last segment call them now the most important thing is to get the um get the appointment on the calendar get the wheels in motion exactly two weeks from now on a thursday we're going in at noon or whatever and just put it on the calendar that's the biggest step you have to take exactly and then just go to the appointment and then see what jeff can do exactly now when my money comes out of my paycheck does it go to a regular IRA or does it go to a Roth IRA? And what's the difference? We're going to talk Roth today. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> where should we start? Should we start with what's the difference between the exactly. two? What's the difference? So <clears throat> typically, historically, uh, a regular IRA has always been the place that you put your money. But here's the, the, the I'll say the side effect to it. And what does IRA stand for? Individual Retirement Account is okay. what it actually stands for. So that's so you mine, create, that's me, exactly. that's not my wife, that's yep. not. It's, it's one person, you mm-hmm. can't put two. Joint checking account. No this joint, it's one person's tied to your social security number mm-hmm. and that's tied back for the IRS and that's for tax purposes at a later date. Mm-hmm. So a typical IRA, you put money in and the reason you're putting money into it is you're taking a tax deduction for it. So if you put $1,000 into an IRA, you're taking a $1,000 reduction in your income. Okay, And there's, there's a bunch of variations. We'll try and touch each one of these so it so makes some sense. So throughout the year, let's just say I make fifty grand. Mm-hmm. Throughout the year, I squirrel away uh, $1,000 to go into a, a traditional IRA. Yes. My tax burden that year is based off 49,000. Exactly. That's so they exactly. just take it off. Well, you do it on a, on a at the tax return level, this will take place. Okay. So this is if you're doing an IRA on your own, this is not a 401k. This is just you put money into an IRA. So now to make it muddy the waters a little bit, there's a deductible IRA and a non-deductible IRA. So kind of one's you're going to take a tax deduction, the other you're just putting money in there. And again, this is why you need Jeff to help you out with this because it's starting to get muddy. Yeah. So we'll come back to the non-deductible in a minute. There's a little trick on that for high income earners, um, how you convert that to a Roth and get it there. But for the stand for right now, the IRA, you're going to put money into it basically to take a deduction. So you're going to get a tax deduction today. Mm -hmm. But later, way down the road, if you do nothing, just let it sit there and grow. You're going to pay tax when you take it out. So this is the thing where, you know, let's just say, I like to use round numbers. Let's just say I squirreled away a million dollars Yes. in a traditional IRA. Yes. And uh, it was, you know, pre-tax. Is that what we call yes, it? Yes, it's pre-tax. Pre-tax. <laughs> that million dollars sitting in my IRA today is not actually all my money. Exactly. Because it's at not. some point when I go to take it out, it's going to be taxed. And every what, nickel will be taxed as it comes nickel, out. But what's the tax rate on that? Well, it all depends on how I take Which, it. Ex- well, it depends on what where you're at from an income standpoint at retirement. So if you're if I took five hundred thousand out at one time because oh, I want to buy the lake house <laughs> and the boat, yeah. I'm paying the top tax bracket and then forty forty percent, forty five percent. Once you start no adding everything asked. in there, yeah. So no the question, the thing is. <clears throat> I am always going to have a partner in the federal government yes. with a traditional IRA. Always. 
And uh, there's benefits to this plan. There's, there's, you know, if I take it out a little bit at a time. Exactly. You know, the tax burden is not going to be that big. Yeah. But there's a, that million dollars in there. I can't just say I've got a million dollars in the bank. I have to say I've got a million dollars in my IRA, but the government's going to tax it at some point. Exactly. And we get phone calls from people saying, hey, we're going to buy a new condo or condo at the lake. We need some cash. We're just going to take it from that IRA. You say, whoa. We're like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. There's other ways to do this right. because of the tax angle. So most people then will go, well, gosh, that sounds terrible. What if I'm at a lower tax bracket in retirement? Then a standard IRA is the greatest thing on earth. What if you're at a higher tax bracket when you retire, which the odds are tax taxes will go up over time. And we are in one of the lowest tax I'll say brackets scenarios historically mm-hmm. um, just because of what's taken place over the last six or eight years, taxes have been brought down. The odds on what all the stimulus dollars that have been spent at some point in time, federal government's going to need to catch up on that and they're probably going to raise taxes. But again, to project 20, 30, 40 years into the future to say, Oh, tax rates are going to be X. It's impossible. impossible. You can't. Right. So again, this is if you say, well, I'm going to take the deduction today um, you can always come back to a Roth and convert some of the dollars at a later date. And, and that's, that, that's we'll get into concept. that in just exactly. a second. But back to the traditional IRA, is <clears throat> is it true, and I'm still a novice at this, is it true that doing the traditional IRA, putting it in pre-tax, taking the deduction now, means that I could maybe put more in than I would with doing a Roth IRA. I could put Not necessarily because the depending upon your age brackets and so on, oh, okay. the, the contributions are pretty much all the same. They're, they're capped at a they're certain capped, level. They're capped, exactly. But so, maybe I can <clears throat> I can push more in and it can start accruing you know, compound interest. compounding interest, mm-hmm. um, uh, basically starting sooner, earlier, um, because again, the research reports are out there. I think it was a 25-year-old that started putting $1,000 a year away and a 35-year-old started putting like $5,000 a year away. The 25-year-old beat them, hands down. Because they huge. had more years Compound, of Exactly. Interest. Compounding interest was the kicker. So, again, that's why I say whatever you're doing in your 401ks today or you know your retirement accounts, raise it by 1%. Come back, mark it on a calendar, come back a year from today and increase it by 1%. So these are all fantastic uh, concepts. We all, I think, I, I think everybody listening right now, it's a talk radio audience. Sure. We're all, uh, you know. Fairly educated. We all have a, a, some life experience. We've all got something going on right mm-hmm. now in our lives that maybe be a, a retirement account or whatever. We all kind of understand and grasp the, the general concept of these things. But when we start putting them into action, that's when I, like you mentioned, there we muddy the waters a little yes. bit. <laughs> uh, there are other things out there to do. You could say, well, I'm in a traditional IRA and that's that. Well, maybe you could do a little bit more. Exactly. Maybe so, you can get some more so you have more compound interest. Exactly. So that you can make your money start working for you a little bit better. So we understand some of the concepts, but boots on the ground, actually uh, getting these figured out, working these out with my HR department. Exactly. That's where Jeff can exactly. come in and actually make your money uh, go a little bit further, making, uh, keeping more money in your pocket on your paycheck and ending up with more in your retirement account at the end. Who knows? Exactly. Um, That's 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 the whole game. And again, the bad, the, I'll say the downfall to a traditional IRA mm-hmm. or a deductible IRA, I should say that, 
um, is going to be at age 72, new new rules now. Oh. And there's talk of adjusting this based upon all kinds of crazy stuff. It's, it's, it's out there. RMD. Required minimum distribution. That is money <clears throat> that has to be taken out of this account whether you want to or not. They, the government forces you. They say, look, you've been doing tax deferred long enough. Yes. We need we want our tax money. Our tax money. <laughs> We've been letting you, uh, you know, compound your interest mm-hmm. uh, all, you know, for the past 30 years, but we have to get paid. Now. <laughs> so they force people to take this, whether they need it or not. Exactly. It doesn't matter. And, so, and the idea is, again, doing a traditional IRA, all that money that's in there, that's not all my money. So exactly. the government does have, to share have, with the IRS. Yes. <laughs> does have a, a mechanism to say, you have to take this yes. money out. Now, they can't go to my bank account. No, then say you have to take some money out of your bank account. No, they cannot say that. But in an IRA, used to be at age 70 and a half, it was forced this required minimum distribution. Um, now it's moved out to age 72. Is that because we live longer or we're working longer? No, because what they're basically saying is there was a trade-off made a couple of years ago. They took away the ability to do a beneficial IRA or a stretch IRA. Oh, okay. And so by taking that away, they said, hey, we're going to give you a two-year we'll reprieve years, yeah. on the RMDs. Mm-hmm. Which still isn't fair, but you know we'll go with it because it's a law. And you don't have any choice. Right. <laughs> um, Call your senator. Yes, but again, the concept is the the RMD that kick in at seventy two. Sometimes that's an issue because you've forgotten about that money. It's sitting in the sideline, um, and then all of a sudden, boom! At seventy two, it shows up, and what it does is it will force part of your Social Security to become taxable because it doesn't seem that extreme today. You go, oh, it's an, just an RMD. The first year, it starts at 3.65% of your account balance needs to be taken out that first year. So go back to your million dollar. What what percentage? 3.65%. So back to my million dollar analogy, that's 30 grand? Yeah, 36 grand to be exact. 36 (laughs) grand? That needs to be taken out. And what if I don't need it? Exactly. Too bad. It it has to come out. You have to pay tax on it. They don't Mm -hmm. care what you do with it afterwards, other than you can't stick it back into the IRA. (laughs) Unless you have income um, to take a deduction. But again, that is where the issue comes into play. Most people will not... I say pay attention to that. They'll just park it there, and then all of a sudden when RMDs are forced, they're like, oh, man, what do we do? Mm-hmm. So that's where the Roth IRA comes into play, and the, the I'll say they're polar opposites. Okay, because, so, so that's how an IRA works. Let's put mm-hmm. a pin in that for a second. Yes. We'll come back to the uh, RMD. We'll come back to, well, I saved all this money, and they're forcing me to take it out. What can I do instead? On the other side of that, if I start, you know, as a as a thirty year old, thirty five year old, start saving uh, for retirement via a Roth yes. IRA, how does that work? So it's like I said, it's polar opposite. So you're not going to get a tax advantage for putting money into that Roth. It's it's after tax dollars, but it's again, it's your money. So the go- uh, my paycheck hits, the government takes the tax money out, and then my six percent or whatever goes goes into that into the Roth exactly. It's so, already been taxed. It's already taxed. So the that money full six percent though, that's my money. Yes. So that money that goes in is your money. So literally you could put money into a Roth. You don't get a tax deduction for it. You don't get any credit in any way, shape, or form from a tax return other than you record it. Because here's the thing that we see people come in after five or six years of doing Roth, and we say, What's your basis in this Roth? And they go, Huh? Yeah. The the trick Pardon? is Yeah. <laughs> The trick is on this is the basis is recorded at the tax return level. So every year that you do your tax return, you say, hey, I put 6000 bucks into my 7000 into my Roth. It's recorded. 
So you do 6,000, 6,000, that's 12,000. That's your basis. That's what you put in. So if you ever take money out of a Roth, the, the, the feature or the biggest thing is it's not taxable. But they will issue a 1099 saying, hey, you took out $10,000 from this Roth. And in a 1099, it'll say tax, the box will be checked, taxable amount not determined. Mm -hmm. What that means is we have no idea if it's taxable or not. But when it hits the tax return level, it knows that your basis was 12000 You took ten out. It's not going to charge you tax for the 10000 that you took out. So here's the concept that I, that I get from the Roth is that uh, it's already been tax money. It's my money, whether it goes into my bank account or whether it goes into my Roth. Uh, it's my money. I can use it yes, how however I please. you see fit. Once it hits the Roth, though, it gets invested uh, into sure. into things. And That's it the starts, concept. Yeah. It starts compounding interest exactly. of its own. Um, and as long as I leave it in there, uh, you know, maybe the, the interest that I gain off of it, I can't touch, but I can take out, you know, maybe six grand that I you could put, put your original principal. So in some cases you could if you're younger, you could use it to buy a house. So you would put a couple, you know, say five thousand a year into the interest. It for, I can't touch. So the trick is, is you can take the interest until fifty nine and a half mm -hmm. or five years, whatever is longer. So but <laughs> but when I get to that point, all the interest I have accrued inside that Roth is my money. Exactly. It's not exactly. taxable by the government. Here's <clears> the flip side. I take 6% of my paycheck and put it into an E-Trade account and invest in Tesla or whatever. Everything that I make off of that is taxable. Is taxable <laughs> as capital gains. Yes. But We're, my... No, it's taxable as ordinary income. Oh, as ordinary so it's income. capital gains. Okay. So it's whatever you take out of that original but IRA. It's, but it, it's income, it's, it's taxable. Yes, the full but amount. I can make money inside the Roth. Yes. And as long as I leave it in there until I'm 59 and a half... Never pay tax on it. It's it's yes. it's mine. Exactly. So, so, so that's the beauty of the Roth. And the Roth has no requirement for uh, uh, RMDs, for required minimum distribution. So there is no because it's my money. Exactly, it's I've after already tax. paid taxes mm -hmm. on it. The government can't make me use spend exactly. my money. That's my money. Exactly. So there's there's a beauty to both systems. And uh, the question is, Jeff, when I come in to see you and, and sit down, and I say, should I do Roth? Should I do a traditional IRA? Um, should I do a little bit of both? Exactly. So. The twist is today, back in the day, we didn't have this feature, but now you have 401ks. 401ks have the pre-tax element to it, and they have the Roth 401k, which is the after-tax element. So within your 401k, you can do exactly, you can do both sides of the equation. Can you can split, split it. it. You can do 6% here, 6% exactly. there. Exactly. You take a pre-tax deduction for the dollars going into the, the true traditional 401k, and then the Roth 401k, and you have to check with your administrator to see if they have it. Because, again, they won't come out and go, oh, hey, we have a Roth Call okay. HR and let exactly. Jeff talk to your HR. Look at it and see. Yeah. And, and maybe on your statement it may say something, you know, hey, Roth 401k feature. Maybe yours says zero, you know, or coming soon or something like that. But the concept is we can split the difference. So maybe 50-50 in some circumstances, maybe 80-20 in other circumstances. Is that, is that what they call about diversifying? No, that's not really diversity. That's just what you're going to do pre-tax and what you're going to do after tax. Okay. And, and again, depending upon your, if you're at your highest income earning capabilities, maybe in your 30s going off into your 50s, the concept is you probably want to defer as much income as you possibly can. So you would do everything pre-tax. 
and again, that, I say that generically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you get older or if you're younger, maybe the Roth is better for you. Sure. So if you go, hey, I'm not really earning a ton of money, so why not take it out and put it in a Roth that's after tax and never have to pay tax on it again. Inside the Roth, we can invest in whatever we want. Whatever's inside, yeah. whatever's inside of that program mm-hmm. from that trustee, whether it's just an IRA, a Scott Trade, or you know wherever you may. But your four hundred one k, if it's at Fidelity, they have a list of investments for sure. you, and that's where you would go and invest. We've it. we've done that Peter Thiel story about yes, uh, <laughs> a billionaire who doesn't have to pay any taxes because he did the Roth, and he's actually got uh, Congress people coming after him trying to write laws to force him to take money out of his his IRA. So. Yeah, I mean, if he's playing the game the way that the laws are written, uh, you know, you can't really do too much about that. Yeah. So. We are going to go to a commercial break, but when we come back, we'll talk about if you did a traditional IRA, mm-hmm. um, a regular IRA, you've got a tax bomb waiting for you. Yes, How, huge tax bomb. Huge tax bomb. <laughs> How can we avoid that? It's called a Roth conversion. We'll yes. talk about it when we come back. Jeff Zufall, keep what's yours. How to make your paychecks go a little bit further. How to, how to keep a little bit more of that money in your pocket, in your bank account, on your paycheck, rather than going off to the federal government. And it's all in the tax code. The IRS just doesn't have a mechanism to say, hey, everybody, this stuff is out there. You should be using it. Uh, That's what Jeff is here for. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group, 636-394-5524. I know it's heavy material, but Roth conversions, when we come back, trust me, if you've got any money and you make a paycheck, and you are worried about one of these future, options should be out there for you. You need to know what these options are. We'll be right back. Keep what yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Keep What's Yours with Jeff Sufal, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor. If you're listening to the show and you say, uh, you know, these concepts are, are somewhat familiar to me, uh, I could learn a little bit more about them and, and learn how to utilize them on my paycheck in my exactly. life. Uh, just give Jeff a call, 636-394-5524. We talk about the taxes a lot, but there's also the Wealth Advisor portion of yeah. that. and you go gonna, hand in hand. Now that you're back from vacation, yes, yes, you boo. had your, your tax holiday <laughs> because, you know, tax time is just a bear. It's a, it gets a little little wild around the office it's for the last even, couple of weeks. Even, I mean, tax day was on a Monday, April mm-hmm. 18th this year. And even on a Monday, people were calling you um, oh, yeah. and you were having to call people back. And, yes. You know, and you would think that, that that's it, you know, have everything in by noon. But people are still. Not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> calling and asking questions and all this stuff. So uh, you've probably got a bunch of extensions. We do have some extensions that they start uh, Monday morning. They'll get fired up and we'll be right back on it. So, Oh, so you're still, even now that you're back in town from your tax holiday, you're still easing back into the slowly, extension. slowly easing into it. Believe me, easing into it takes it. a little uh, a mental adjustment to to get back into that. Sure, <laughs> it's like you know uh, stepping off the plane, mm-hmm. nicely tanned and everything. You, the first thing you don't want to see is a is walk a, right back into that. It's yeah. paperwork. Yeah, stacked up sky high. Hi, Jeff. Yeah. Welcome back. Here you go. I had I had convulsions because I took a picture I sent to you during tax season when you asked me what's the tallest stack of files that we had around there, and I think it was two foot. I think it was two foot nine inches or something like that before it was getting ready to fall over. Jenga so the, tower. So the picture was in my phone, and my wife and I were looking at pictures, and I stumbled on that one on the plane. I was like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> it's like, still waiting no, for it's, me. It's sneaking up on me. 
But so. it's it's not just all about taxes. Tax day is one day a year. Uh, mm-hmm. Every time you get a paycheck, you should be interested in, in exactly. taxing or exactly. what more you can be doing with your paycheck. Keep more of what's yours. That's the name of the book. That's the name of the show that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But you're also a wealth advisor, and uh, my wife and, and myself, we're going to – have to schedule an appointment now that you're yes. back in town because you're going to set us up with an LLC. You're going to set us up with uh, some other things. You're going to work out how we could be keeping more money for mm-hmm. uh, our, our son's future. You're going to be working out. Maybe we could be more divested or maybe exactly. we could be doing more in a Roth or more in a traditional IRA and all these things. It's 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 concepts that we're familiar with, but it's not concepts that we are easily able to do in our own personal life. Exactly. If you don't know how it, yeah, how it affects, how to implement. Again, like I say, math always wins. Cause, right. Because there'll be proponents saying, "Oh, never do a you know pre-tax contribution to a four hundred one k. Always do an after tax." Each person is different, mm-hmm. and it just depends upon the situation. But again, if you go into it saying. Hey, today I'm going to do as much as I can possibly do pre-tax because I want to reduce my taxable income to, at a later date, then do a Roth conversion. There's so, no, yes. so there's no income limitations on a Roth conversion. Anybody can convert a Roth. Here's where the issues come into play. Um, let's say that you took $10,000 from your IRA and you converted it to a Roth. You're going to pay tax on the full 10000 Whatever nope. tax rate I'm in right exactly. now. Exactly. So again, no penalties though. So you could put money into pre-tax side, pre-tax IRA, build it up. And as you get closer to retirement, that's the game that you then play is say, hey, at what point in time will I possibly have maybe a decrease in income? Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that you would put in play is tax bracket planning, which says my wife and I are still working um, and we're five years from retirement. Here's our target, you know, income level. But let's say that you're at the 20% tax or 24% tax bracket today. Um, what 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 is that dollar amount added to your income that would push you over the threshold? And you just don't go over that threshold. So it's tax bracket planning is yeah. What it really and, is. and this is this is the idea. You say math always wins. If we took out 10 grand on top of our current exactly. salaries. Exactly. To put into a Roth conversion, we'll get taxed at our current rate. Maybe it's twenty, maybe it's twenty-four exactly. percent. But if I took out fifty grand that year on top of our current exactly. salaries, that might bump me up into a new tax bracket. So instead of paying twenty-four percent of taxes, I'm paying thirty. Yeah, you may be jumping. You know, you may go from a twenty to a twenty-four. That's where you see the biggest, you know, jump in a sense. Everything I take out <clears throat> of that traditional IRA has to be taxed, but it's yes. counted as income when income, I take it when out. The year in which you convert. Mm-hmm. So the question would be: Is let's say that one, maybe one uh, married filing jointly, one spouse retires in May of the year. The other one's going to continue working till the end of the year. That's when you would say, hey, there'll be an income reduction that year. What is the difference that could be taken to convert to a Roth? Mm -hmm. And you would actually convert that money to a Roth IRA. And once you take the money out of the uh, the regular IRA and you convert it to the Roth, that mo- you pay the taxes. It's Hopefully, after tax money. You'll never pay tax on it again. It's yours. Yes. And if I, you know, I got a million dollars and I want to buy that lake house for four hundred thousand dollars, I don't want to take four hundred thousand dollars exactly out at one chunk because that's going to put me into the highest. Tax It'll bracket. skyrocket you through. So maybe do it over three or four years or five years with a concept or a game plan to this, which is just not oh show up at retirement and go oh I want to convert to a Roth. 
concept is if you use it to your advantage, again, like I said, most people, they'll have a the highest earnings period. You know, some people are earlier, some people are a little bit later. And I say that from 20s all the way out to the 60s or 70s. Um, if you're at that highest earning income, pack as much as you can away pre-tax. If you're in a fallback or, or pullback from that because you don't want to work so hard anymore. Because no. if, if you do it, you're going to pay the taxes. Exactly. Like I'm earning the most ever. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay taxes on that tax bracket. Exactly. You know, it's 32. Sock it away and then just hope at, at some point when you go to take it out, you've lowered you your tax You could lower bracket. your tax bracket or the first couple of years of retirement, defer Social Security, can do a Roth conversion. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that could take place in there. And the idea is these concepts, they're, they're easy to learn, but they're hard to implement. Exactly. Exactly. You can do the math. Math always wins. Yes. You, I can say, Jeff, my wife makes this. I make that. We're in this current tax bracket. Exactly. <laughs> what can we convert to a Roth How's that'll it push help us right yep. up to the next exactly. tax bracket without going over? Exactly. And that's the game that gets played. And, on, that's, and the that's the, the I'll say, the internal calculations that we'll do on a regular basis to say, hey, this is, this is the way you want to go. And here's why. Because here's your reduction. Not just you wait till retirement and go, hey, I'm going to convert. So, so let me ask you this: What about all the people out there? Um, and because I would do this because I'm I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> who would save in a traditional IRA, and then it comes time where I go to take it out, and I say, I don't twenty five percent taxes. I don't want to pay that. That's theft, you know. Thirty two percent taxes mm-hmm. on that. You know, I just want to take a hundred thousand dollars out to. It's my. You know, I've been saving this money. It's my money. I want to buy a boat. What are you charging me all these taxes for? You have had the benefit of the past 25, 30 years yeah. of socking money away pre-tax. The tax man cometh. Yes. Whether it's now or later, yep. your choice. So it's basically if you're if you're already on RMDs, you started at 70 and a half. If you haven't yet, it's 72. Now, again, there's regulations that are out there. I don't know exactly where it's at. Um, I typically wait until the stuff passes the House and Senate, and it's a real, real bill before we worry about it. Um, pushing it to 74 and 75 in some cases for the required minimum distribution. Mm-hmm. But that's – we're not going to explain that just yet until it's, a, yet, yeah. till it's a rule. Until it's law. I mean we talked about Build Back Better, about yeah. all the benefits that might be in and there that should have went through 15 times. Now we're seeing little pieces of it. Pieces of it are going through. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let's not talk about uh, potential law mm-hmm. until it's settled. Um, there's some concepts tax wise in there that are, are beneficial to us, but yeah. uh, they're they're working it in piecemeal. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that that million dollars in your traditional IRA is not yours, so exactly. don't think really of it isn't. as yours. Yeah. Talk to Jeff and say, "Look, I have to pay taxes on this at some point. Exactly. Should I? If I'm young, should I pay it now or should I do tax it later?" If I'm older and I'm looking, you know, five, ten years to retirement, should I start paying those taxes in a strategic way? Exactly. That's so that's that I pay as little as possible, like convert it into a, a Roth and, and make it be money that's mine that I can use without having to worry about a big tax bill. Exactly. So, again, if you convert, you're going to pay some tax on it. But pay the taxes that you know. Exactly. Rather than the question mark taxes. Yeah, that are out there going, ooh, what's going to take yeah. place later? Don't I mean, know. Five years from now, the tax the taxes could be, be different. Could be way different, could be way higher, way lower. Mm-hmm. Seriously, doubt they'd be lower, but they'd probably be higher if anything. Um, but again, the trick when you do this conversion, um, you don't have to take the, the, the tax from the, the Roth either. 
So that's kind of a misconception. You could pay it out of pocket. You're just going to owe a ton of money. Um, so you could convert uh, your twenty thousand dollars, leave the twenty grand in the Roth, and then it's going to you're going to just write a check. Gener- exactly, you're going to yeah. generate a tax from my current bank account. Yeah, and the reason we're talking about this right now is typically we don't suggest a, a Roth conversion until the end of the year. And we typically say that from a because by that time you know know where you're at from throughout income the past and eleven months stuff. exactly. Yeah. But since the market is down, which if you've opened a statement lately, oh, you'll probably knock your socks off. Woof. And it's all part of the market cycle. But again, if you if you have an account sitting out there and you can convert it when it's down, is probably the better of the two than mm-hmm. waiting till the end of the year. So if you bought a stock for, you know, you bought it in your account for 14 bucks and it's at 10 bucks a share today, you're converting at the $10 level. Now you will have to sell it, do the cash conversion and then rebuy it. But that typically won't take but a day or so. And so you would, you know, move it, move it from accounts, I would say. But again, you would be converting the same shares that you had a year ago or two years ago, just at a reduced amount today. And it's all about, being strategic about it. When Jeff, you know, I'm a, I'm a client. Mm-hmm. So talk to me right now. And the listeners have the benefit of, of hearing, you know, some of the, uh, the strategy that goes on once they, they go into your office, make the appointment, go to the appointment and see what Jeff has to say. 636-394-5524. When should I, I'm 40 years old. My wife is the same. When should I start looking to do a Roth conversion? Probably knowing the game. Um, we're going to talk a little further on this, but probably in your 50s. In my 50s. Yeah. Start looking out. You know, maybe I'm not going to retire till 65 exactly. or whatever, but know 10, 15 years ahead of time when to start pulling some of that exactly. money out so that there's not a huge tax bomb. Exactly. So that I have a bunch of money that is mine. It's not taxable. The government's not going to make me spend it on anything. Yes. It's my money. I can leave it in there if I want. I could buy the mm-hmm. boat if I want. Um, doing that, having a, a 10 to 15-year plan in that's place. The way to, that's why I say that's the way to look at it. If you're five years from retirement, you really need to think this through. You, um, I mean, you might have to rush to do some of this stuff and not have might. enough time. Exactly. And that's the problem. What we see is most people... Because you can only take so much out a year without... Bumping up in tax brackets. Well, exactly. There's going to be a threshold out there. So what we see is a lot of people, they just jam money in their 401k. Nobody pays attention to it. And then all of a sudden they come to us and go, look, I got all this money. I got $2 million that I could retire on. Well, yeah, it's great that you got the $2 million, But the problem is, is that the $2 million is really not all yours because right. it's all pre-tax. You're, the so, government's got a hand in there Exactly. Somewhere. There's a kind of a, uh, say, a happy medium between a trade-off as we go forward. I always like to, to envision, you know, I say I, I I love the IRS, you know, it's a necessary <laughs> evil. You have to pay definitely, ta- definitely necessary evil. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, roads and schools and all this stuff. Somebody's got to pay for it. OK, uh, they'll work with you. Yes, they will. They, the, if they owe you money, they'll pay you back. If you yep. owe them money, they'll come and get it. But, yes. you know, it's it's a necessary evil. Uh, if you're one of these, I always say, if you're one of these people that taxation is theft and down with taxes and <laughs> I hate taxes, call Jeff. Because he'll be able to figure out a way for you to pay less taxes exactly. or to pay them strategically. If you hate taxes, this is your show, baby. Yes. <laughs> um, but the, the question that I have, you know, the, I always have this uh, this picture of, a, of a, a tall, thin man in a gray suit with a hat and an overcoat and a briefcase. And he's the tax man. Mm-hmm. And it's you have to pay him at some point, whether it's <laughs> yes. now with his hand out, pay me my taxes. 
or for the next 15, 20, 30 years, he's walking down the road. He's yes. on the other side of the street, and he's always, Just waiting, looking he's at always you. there. <laughs> he's always there. Yes. And whenever I go to start pulling money out, he crosses the street and yep. says, some. hey, give me some. Give me yes. some. I want to kick him out of the <laughs> yes. picture. Yes. Uh, but at what time and strategically, how do we do that? And, and again, everybody's different. Some people retire at, you know, in their 50s. Um, you hear the stories of, oh, I retired at 40. I question that just from healthcare costs. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, each alive. But um, most people, you know, 62, 65, somewhere in there, they'll, they'll walk. Um, and the theory is, do you turn on your Social Security or do you wait just a year or two, do some Roth conversions, then turn on Social Security at a later date? Because your Social Security, in theory, should not be taxed. But hypothetically, but it is. But uh, it is. Upwards of 50 percent or 85 percent as a max. Mm-hmm. So, again, you say I get $10,000 from Social Security. If you're taxed at 85 percent, $8,500, $8,500 shows up in the taxable column on your tax return. And we see people. You don't get taxed at an eighty-five percent rate. No, eighty-five percent of your Social Security is is taxable taxable. income, so it adds to the taxable column, not tax-free, but taxable column. So you're going to it could and it should be tax-free, but it it depends. Hypothetically, that's how it was sold back in Roosevelt's day. That it was sold as the the precursor to the Roth way back in the day. That hey, you're going to pay tax on this money to get it over here to Social Security, and you won't pay tax. Yeah, that's my again. money, you know. But guess what? Um, and the funny part is, I think it was a Clinton administration, um, or I'm sorry, Reagan administration was the first administration that said, "Hey, guess what? If you're sort of successful, we're going to tax five percent of your Social Security." It was kind of a big hoopla, but it's way back in the realm of history. Every administration since then has piled on, and that's why we're now at fifty or eighty-five percent. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, Well, that's kind of how it works. And the idea is um, how do I retire and have money and know the taxes that I'm paying rather than have a huge tax bill because I took too much money out one year exactly, or whatever. That tax man, he's walking with us. You know, he's not holding our hand, but he's sometimes got, he's running too. Yeah, he's got his eye on us the whole time. How do we get him out of the equation? And what is the math that works best for yes. us? It's a plan. It is a plan. It's a it plan, and it's even it's a strategy. You know, strategy slash plan. The strategy I like to say is, I'm sitting over here strategizing. That's right, trying to double deep the tax guy and just trying to that's you know right. go around him without having to pay too much in taxes. Well, that's how it works. So you got to have somebody in your corner to help you exactly implement these things. Yeah. So again, the the difference is a, a traditional IRA is basically pre-tax. You're going to take a tax deduction and put money in. You'll pay tax at a later date. You got a tax bill waiting for you. Yeah, a Roth is after tax. You get no advantage to your tax return, but you put money in, and they both grow tax deferred. So that means you don't pay any current tax each year as you go forward. Capital gains, dividends, anything like that. And in a Roth, when you take it out, as long as you abide by the rules, fifty nine and a half or five years, whatever's longer, mm-hmm. so um, then basically it comes out tax free. It's all yours. Yeah. So to understand these concepts in full, uh, again, there's not a whiteboard in Jeff's office, but we no. can wheel one in. <laughs> uh, we can figure out how to tell you how to work these things. It is so important, and people, I'll worry about it later. I'll worry about it later. You can't. If you're five years yes. out, you can still do. If you're five years out. Call Jeff today. You can yes. still do some things. Oh, yes. There's still stuff that can be done to work around this. And again, 636-394-5524. Yes. Um, but 10, 15 years, you've got a better opportunity yes. 
to keep a little bit more of what's yours. And it's strategic as to what you're pulling out of, you know, Ross, putting in, so on and so forth. Essentially, it breaks down. It's a math equation. Yes. But since most of us, <laughs> I'm going to say, are terrible at math. Math, yes. <laughs> you need somebody in your corner. That's Jeff's Most Zuko. definitely. Senior tax strategist. Yes. <laughs> we'll come up with a tax strategy for you to keep more money. And wealth advisor to help you out with all the other aspects of your Life Capital Advisory Group, 636-394-5524. Get the appointment on the calendar. Just write it in. Even if it's two, three weeks out, write yes. it in and just say, I'm going to this appointment. I'm going to hear Jeff out. And then make your decision based on exactly. that. That's, that's the best that we could hope for. Exactly. Jeff, thank you so much. You betcha. Thank you. We'll See you talk next week. To you next week. All right.